welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this uh, final episode of season number two of the Trady Hour. And uh, I guess, you know, very, very topical right now. This is a very different start to a financial year in trades and construction. It seems like things are still very in the in, in the flow of evolving and plenty of opportunity. But there's also this, this what I would regard as a dual speed, a very dual speed environment where, um, you know, what we're seeing with many of our uh, clients in trades and construction of business benchmark group, the debtor days are starting to grow again. In other words, the payment cycles are starting to slow down. What we're also understanding at an intimate level, at a very intimate level, is that developers have slowed down the program, which means the builders are also slowing down their program, getting their resourcing, getting their material costs renegotiated with the developers, and there's a little bit of a hold up there, which means eventually the soil that needs to be turned and the business that needs to uh, ultimately get started to, to start the projects is slowing down. And if we think about the last three, four, five, six months, there's been a handful of bigger, bigger construction companies that have sort of been a bit of a domino that have resulted in a in a number that rhymes with about 11 to 12% of trade-based businesses in Australia and New Zealand right now are at the point of collapse. And we're talking about mum and dad businesses and we're talking about the next level just after that. So it's uh, quite precarious as it relates to uh, what's going on in, um, in, in, in the world of construction and, um, and, 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 and trade right now. So very, very important, very important that we uh, absolutely pay attention to is the bubble is the bubble in trades and constructions, which has been a very healthy bubble over the last two and a half years, particularly through the COVID years, it was the industry, the trade and construction industry was the industry that definitely got through. So we've got three very, very, very important feet on the ground uh, guests with us here this afternoon to uh, share their views in as it relates to is the bubble about to burst? Now, is the bubble about to burst could be viewed and or regarded in so many ways. So I want to welcome Russell Chatfield, Vice President of Nika Victoria and a and an authority in trade and and, and, and small business. Um, been running his business Oscar Chatfield Oscar for a very long time. Welcome, Russell. Thank you for making some time here this afternoon. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Mate, we've got your uh, mics all revved up. We get, we're going to need some yep. uh, energy from yep. you in a moment. Tony Capraro, resident uh, guest at the Trade Hour over, over the first two seasons. Good to have you again, Joe, and I know you've been knee deep in uh, just making some magic happen in the industry. Um, good to have you here this afternoon. Thanks, uh, thanks, Steph. Yeah, really enjoy being in these, these sessions. Yeah, and Simon Ingram from Trade Alliance Group representing the Queensland Arb of Trade Alliance Group but also um, um, Victoria uh, where they have a, a significant concentration of clients. And, and the Trade Alliance Group travels travels uh, um, um, wide in depth as far as uh, trades and construction-based businesses and they get to see and hear 
what's going on on a grassroots level. So, Joe, I'm going to come to you first. I mean, you're obviously working with Tier 1 and a little bit of Tier 2 in your business. Introduce your business firstly. And what are you seeing as it relates to what are the, the chokes or the obstacles right now? And what does 2022-2023 look like for you? Okay, uh, my name's Joe Caprara from uh, Casaform. Uh, we support the building, construction, and civil contractors, um, you know, in designing and supplying uh, formwork and propping systems. Um, usually, we would see things sort of kicking off in February and really March kicking off really well, uh, but we're seeing it now. We saw that there's a bit of a delay to the start of projects. Um, we really saw it really start to kick it kick off from about the middle of March. And, uh, you know, in the next few weeks, I'm sort of, I'm getting a bit worried because I reckon we're going to run out of equipment. And here I am setting up a new depot in Queensland thinking, goodness me, where am I going to get the stock from? But anyway, well, uh, it's going to be a big year, big year. So when you say it's a big year, what, what, what other than obviously you're out there, you're, you're pounding the flesh, you're, you're absolutely opening up more opportunity than you ever have. And the business reputation in fairness has a strong waiting list of a great clients so there's no Absolutely. two ways about it what are your views on the bubble about to burst what are your views again when you think about the handful of builders the big builders that have gone down and what they've done in terms of the domino effect do you see that playing out or was that just a blimp and we're all moving forward from it look you know as probably a lot of you have seen some of the Big tier ones have uh, fallen over recently. Uh, I think that's more of an exception than the rule, in my opinion. It's because these companies haven't been trading well uh, for a long time. I won't sort of mention names, but uh, you know they've always had credit issues. They've not they've not treated their contract as well. The ones that do are continuing to trade and continue to trade well. Uh, look, I'm sure I'm sure their profitability has, has suffered. You know, all all companies have had some sort of effect through the last couple of years. Uh, but the ones that are doing well, um, you know, in fact, there's more new companies starting up now than ever. You know, in the lower tiers, there's a lot of new stuff because there is so much work. The problem that the industry is facing is there's a shortage of manpower and there's a shortage of materials, which is brilliant for me because a lot of our our products are system-based products uh, that are reusable um, and very little timber, you know, little timber or ply required. So, uh, you know, the, our demand on our products has gone through the roof. I, I want to come back to that. I want to come back to that in a moment. And I'm just going to move over to uh, Russell. So, Russell, in your own business at Chatfield Oscool, um, a, a, a significantly high reputation business here in Victoria. Actually, you, you, you can do it more justice introduce your business, but also your position as Vice President at NECA and, you, and you've been in that association for a long time. I mean, in Victoria alone, I think there's about 1,500, 1,800 members, if I have that right. What are you seeing and fear and, and understanding to be the uh, the outlook for 2022 and 2023 in what is high inflationary, um, a high inflationary economy? Well, yeah, it's um, my name's Russell Chatfield, Chatfield Oscar. We're a refrigeration air conditioning service company. We're primarily uh, in the service industry. We do installations as well. Um, and I've been on the NECA board for coming on 10, 11 years. Um, currently sitting in a vice president's type position. 
the the industry as a as a whole with the what some of the things that we've come up against is trying to get supply of equipment, supply of units, supply of you know, anything that's coming overseas through the docks, and that's been a, a real problem for us uh, moving forward. Plenty of work coming in, starting to come in. It was quiet. Now it's starting to to come into the point where, like Joe was saying, how are we going to get these things done? The, the biggest issue that we've got at the moment is is getting manpower, is getting you know, people on the ground, um, and that's you know to be able to get the work done. And, and we're not the only one. There's lots of industries, lots of um, companies out there trying to get people. You know, skilled people. Is that the problem with the industry going forward? Technology. Mate, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel we've got some gremlins in the uh, in the system right now. But but you got to push This hey Russell, this is the test, right? Is this <laughs> We're the test? Push so so when you think about the, the the commonplace right now, where we're seeing definite challenges, and and you know it's a dual speed. It's almost a dual speed as it relates to the economy. Plenty of work. Not enough resourcing. So if we have if we have not enough resourcing and there's plenty of work, there's going to be people that are definitely going to feel a little anxious and a little um, overworked. And or the other bit to this is, is the work being delivered today? If you're in that position where you're delivering work today, is at the right level of of of, of volume in revenue as it was six months ago? Like if you're delivering more revenue. Is what's left over the right level of revenue? In other words, what we're seeing as indicators right now is expense cover trend is going down. Liquidity ratios are going down. Debtor days are going up. But the revenue line, interestingly enough, is going up. So revenue is on the way up, but liquidity, expense cover, and debtor days are working in opposite ways than what we would like. And this is across the board, our bigger clients, our smaller clients across Australia and New Zealand. That is a definite indicator regarding inflation. So for me, and why where we are right now, the cost of doing business, not, not overhead, but the cost of delivering the work today is anywhere between five to 7% more expensive than what it was in, in let's say September, October last year, and it's getting harder to find people to backfill the the demand of work, which means we're paying 10, 20, 30% more. Simon, from your perspective, and, and you've just you were just sharing, you go, I mean, in the last couple of weeks you've been going, you know, you've been on the road visiting your customers um, and introduce your business, um, what you guys do at TAG. Um, what are you seeing and hearing on the ground as it relates to people being busy, tradies and construction businesses being busy? And also, what is the common, um, let's call it, whinge? Yeah. Thanks, Stefan. And uh, yeah, so Simon from Trade Alliance Group, we're the small builders buying group. So we represent the, the small builders. The, our members typically do three or four or five big builds a year, or that's residential houses a year. Um, so, you know, not, certainly not the commercial scale ones, but the, the smaller ones. Um, and then, you know, mum and dad business owners. And, um, yeah, over the last few weeks, I've been out, out every Thursday on the roads um, and just putting faces to names, but finding out what my members have on and, and you know, 
yeah, what their main complaints are. But um, in terms of busy, um, I was just saying earlier, all of our members seem to have plenty of work. It's not a problem finding work. They, um, you know, certainly when COVID first hit, they we were lots of people were worried about where they're going to get the next job and if, if they're going to stay in business. But that's the complete opposite of that now. I was just mentioning even I have a lot of members say they, they just have word of mouth and word of mouth seems to be getting them lots of business. Um, and there seem to be varieties in between. Uh, like all members seem to be doing things like bathrooms and kitchens as well as extensions as and then as everyone wants to do a new build or two. So, they you know, they have a new build that, that end up ends up not happening they've still got extensions and bathrooms and kitchens to fall back on. So, um, yeah, there seems to be plenty of work out there, but then the, the, the one complaint we hear is, well, actually, there's always complaints in materials. Certainly the last half or last few months of last year, it seems there was a shortage of supply of everything. So there was a shortage of timber, shortage of steel, shortage of plasterboard, shortage of insulation. Um, that's it. And I think someone else mentioned anything that comes from overseas was the problem. Um, that seems to be being rectified now. There doesn't seem to be a shortage of everything. The latest we've been hearing is still a shortage of timber that, in the sense that right now things might be good, but we've been hearing rumours that come July, timber for frame and truss is going to be back being terrible again. So that And that just holds up jobs. So people have clients saying they want to build something but then if you can't get frame and trust you can't build it your members are really good at again pushing through mm. at this point so i'm going to go to our our, um, our our elder statesman in the room and uh joe and russell i mean you guys right so what 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 do you having lived through and and again just just judging your vintage here you know 20 years ago we ran our businesses under inflationary pressure it was the inflationary economy, economy of the late eighties and, and definitely, definitely the nineties, right? What are, what are the what are the um, what are the what are the suggestions you have? I mean, in October last year, there was a report that came out. There was a government report that said we we anticipate a record number of. Uh, foreclosures in the trades and construction industry based on what they were seeing as the inflationary trend coming through at a global level. For, for owners in this room or leaders in this room that have run businesses, their trade-based businesses under inflationary economy, what are the tips to help us navigate at a small and medium-sized level business in trade and construction? What are the tips that you have for businesses that are in trades and constructions to navigate through what could be a um, an almost the boogeyman coming and you didn't even realise it because you're busy. I'm busy. I'm delivering invoices. But your margin is getting squeezed and you didn't even know it because you're not looking at your scoreboards, right? So, Joe, I'll come to you. I'll come to you first. And having been a, uh, a, a an almost five-year client here at Business Benchmark Group, what are the tips and or wisdom and knowledge that you have as to how to navigate the business through an inflationary economy, which is here to stay for the next two to three years, guaranteed. All right. Well, cash flow, cash flow and cash flow management is critical, uh, absolutely critical. I would suggest that you keep things as tight as tight can be. 
Uh, certainly keep an eye on your whip numbers or our, you know your work in progress. That's certainly what we do. We've noticed a drop in our in our uh, work in progress. Um, you know, having lived other sort of uh, periods like this, um, I'm actually driving forward with sales. I've actually engaged uh, one, two, three additional salespeople in the last. Uh, well, I want to say the last the last six weeks. But um, I've got another one. One of them uh, is coming on in the next couple of weeks. So I'm pushing really hard in sales because um, we've got the gross margins that I need for the products, but I just need to get out there and hunt them down. And, uh, you know, just one visit, one day on the road last week, we, we did 10 calls to one, so 10 clients and we got five orders out of it. So, you, you know, there's still a benefit of being out on the road and you just got to push hard. So cash flow management, keep an eye on your, your numbers in terms of your total employment costs, your WIP numbers. Uh, I mean, we measure most of that, our conversion rates. We're sort of trying to really tweak our conversion rates on quotes as well now. Um, and we let virtually nothing go. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, the, the, the reality of the volume of invoicing right now or revenue, it's okay to understand that it's different to what it was in October. Like if you made a million dollars in October and you're making a million dollars in March, 100% guaranteed the value of those two those two results are not the same. So you must know yeah. the impact of what's happened in your economy, in your business, as it relates to what did it cost you to deliver that. So looking at your work in progress, but also being curious enough to know is the real volume of revenue the same as it was six months ago? And if not, because most likely it's not, what do I have as levers I can pull or renegotiate with to move it forward? Russell, from your perspective, what are, what are a handful of tips you can give, again, small business owners, trade and construction-based business owners, tradies in electrical or anything else, as to what you learnt over the years in um, in, in running under inflationary economy. I reckon what's coming out of Russell's mouth sounds like this. Probably five years working with you is looking at the numbers, just keeping your eye on the on the figures. The biggest problem now, with especially with the not being able to get labour, is that labour has gone up and up exponentially. And due to the fact that you know either companies aren't training or you know there's just not the staff. The amount of guys going north, moving north out into Queensland or whatever, is just is is going. We've lost two guys just recently gone north, and then you're trying to backfill these people and that cost of running the business. And then you've got equipment every every week. We seem to have different suppliers are increasing their prices on their their equipment, and then you've got fuel costs going through the roof. And you know, trying to keep up with that number, I hundred percent agree. What what you were doing you know, six months ago to the to the amount of profit you, that you can gain on it now is is so much different, and so yeah, just maintaining those numbers. The only thing you can do is put your price up. You can't do that because you've got an industry you know benchmark to work to. So you've just got to and, kind and, of. And, and, you know, that, that is definitely Russell. That is one of the biggest challenges that almost feels when you're when you're a trade or a construction based business. Yeah, you know, whether you're at five million dollars, whether you're at one million dollars, or even twenty million dollars as a revenue line per year, right? That that feels like a, you're you're almost backed into a corner. And the last thing your customer wants, like in fairness, 
the last thing your customer wants, whether it's a builder or it's a, a, a national brand or it's just mum and dad wanting their renovation, their bathroom fixed, right? The last thing your customer wants is for you to go broke. So think about that for a moment. If you're running a trade-based business and you have truly understood that you're losing margin or, you know, the cost of delivery is no longer what you thought it was when you quoted with all the best intent back in September, October, November, even January this year, if you're losing more than 2% margin, you're going to need to deliver an additional $20,000 in revenue to be at the same point, the same place of profit. So... Let me state this very simply. Every one of us, and this is why Trade Alliance Group and TAG, TAG is such a great organisation to be aligned with. Every organisation doing business right now needs to understand the relationship you have at a supplier level, the relationship you have at a client level, the relationships that you have at a team level need to go up 100%. The relationships. You've got to be on the same table talking about the same things more often than ever before. That's what's needed when you have price increases or adjustments that you can't control. So what does that do? It means that through a relationship, when you're in a relationship with someone, typically they don't want you to get hurt. Now, this is not profiteering. This is not, hey, I'm going to increase my price because I'm, I'm being egotistical and I'm just going to do that. This is on the back of the cost of delivery and maintenance of a quality and reliability starting to be impacted. I need you to help me here. So how can we split the difference is what a relationship sounds like. As an example, now you can't have that conversation unless you're paying special attention as to what Joe and Russell have shared here. If you're not looking at the critical drivers, the critical numbers, the critical brutal truth of what's actually happening in the business what, versus what you thought would happen, if you're not reviewing that, then you're, you're, you're typically playing pin the tail on the donkey with your business and that's going to definitely lead to you being potentially one of those numbers that equals liquidation or I've lost my home. And that's not needed. We know someone at some point that's lost their home from bad business decisions or not having the hard conversations. Let's not allow that to happen anymore. Okay, this is the Trady Hour, last episode for Season 2. What I'm going to propose right now, the four of us are back in this room next Monday to run it again. Vimeo, as, as a platform, is being a little unstable this afternoon. I really apologise to our audience. What an awesome opportunity. What an awesome conversation that we're only halfway through. So I'm going to propose that we call this a day and in honour of delivering the value that we had planned before we got on today, we all come back. Do we have a commitment to be back on next Monday? Thank yep. you, everybody. Let's yep. do it again um, next Monday when Vimeo is a little more stable so that we're delivering without interruption, just in fairness to the message that needs to be heard and or embraced in our wider uh, community. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, no Simon. Worries. I apologize for everyone here tonight. No it relates to the, uh, the inconsistency of the platform called Vimeo. Vimeo, the platform that's been very inconsistent here this afternoon. It's uh, a LinkedIn preferred platform. I'd rather use alternatives, and I might next week. Thank you, everybody. Be good. Thank you. No Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, guys. 
For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.